Welcome back to The Hustle, everybody. It's John Lamoureux. This week, I wanted to talk to, you hear his name every week, because he's the producer of our podcast, the most valuable player, Jan the Man Makevich. I thought I would turn it back on him, and you could hear from him, because he went and saw ACDC with Axl Rose in concert recently, and with them being such a hot topic, I wanted to hear what Jan's experience was seeing them in concert and reporting back. So, Jan, say hello to our listeners. Uh, hello, everybody. <laughs> um, uh, right if on. If you have not seen ACDC, do it. <laughs> yes. Cool. So, uh, real quick, let's do just a quick introduction and a quick bio. So, Jan, we go back almost exactly 25 years. I was thinking about this. I moved to England with my family at the end of June in 1991. It was a few days before my birthday, which is June 29th. So we are coming up on almost exactly 25 years since we met. We've been friends ever since. Our families are close. We don't get to see each other that often because we're not always in the same place, but at least we're always kind of keeping tabs on each other. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm uh, kind of a a tech geek. Next year will be 20 years working Unix environments, storage, Linux, all that kind of good stuff. If there's a command line there, I'm on it. Good. All right. Because this so, is why I tagged uh, Jan to be the producer, because he knows how to do all this kind of stuff, and I do not. Some of the things I do is, uh, I'll give you an example. At one of my previous employers, I took what the solution guys would, would uh, hand out and say, this is what we're buying, go turn that into an operational design, and then because I had the skill set to support it, I'd be supporting it. Mm. Uh, day-to-day operationally as well. Uh, right now, I run my own consulting company. They graciously allow me the time to do the work on on the Hustle podcast. Yes, sir. You're the MVP, man. So uh, where do you live? Tell everybody where you live. So right now, I am living in Dunfermline, Scotland. Yep. That's where I was born and where I grew up. I spent 15 years living in the States. Quite some time of that, uh, very close to you without knowing where you were. (laughs) You were in Wichita, Kansas. We could have done something more often, right? Right. Yeah, not that far from Denver. Well, Um, quick fire. Yeah, yeah, that was totally doable. We should have made that happen. Last year, when I started the podcast, I didn't know how to do any of the technical stuff, and so I was reaching out to some friends to see who would be able to show me how to do the audio engineering and the editing. And my friend from high school, Aaron Syrett, chimed in and said, that's what I do, that's, what I'm, that's my job, my career, I'll do it for you. And at the time, he wasn't working. And so for the first, I think it was 19 or so episodes, Aaron and I did them together. Well, Aaron got a job, and it was one of those jobs that unfortunately he works like 18-hour days. And so he said, look, I don't think I can do it anymore. Do you have any other friends that I could show them how to do it? And I thought, Jan is like the most technically savvy guy I know. And he, I see, this isn't something else that's important. Whoever it is has to think that the podcast is cool, you know, has to think that this is kind of an exciting thing to do. Because other, if it's just somebody who's like, I'm just helping John with his thing, they're going to resent me. I'm going to be miserable. That's no fun for anybody. So I thought, well, Yan, I think, would get this. I think Yan, I know Yan loves music. Yan would be the perfect guy 
and you just keep getting better and better. So anyway, thank you for being our producer. We absolutely could not do anything without you. I say we, it's you and me, basically, that do this. I yep. actually, okay. I, I love it. I run Max for, for doing this stuff. So, you know, I'd done some video work for plays and stuff that I'd done in Wichita. So I'd, I was familiar with the, the things I needed already Good. somewhat to be able to take over from Aaron. And, and he helped me with, with some pointers, the things he he liked to do for the role. One of these days, I should probably figure out how to do all that stuff myself. But then I think, but then I like working with my buddy. So it's, uh, it's, I love it. I'm so glad we get to do this together. Okay, enough. Tell us about ACDC. Where did you see them? When? All that stuff. Okay, so to give everybody a, a good enough overview, you know, I've been an ACDC fan for quite some time, and they have literally have been the number one band. I've wanted to see live in concert for like the longest time. More than any other band, they are the band I've wanted to see in concert. When I knew they were going to be uh, doing this tour, I'd planned to go and treat myself as a birthday present and go to Prague in the Czech Republic to go see them. I thought you saw them that in would Prague? Be, so that was the plan. And uh, that particular concert was going to be the one that was closest to my birthday, so I thought, right, I'm going to do it. And then they sold out before I even got my invoices paid. <laughs> mm, wow. All right. Like, oh. <laughs> and so as you as you do, you start digging around trying to find where where can I where can I go? Where can I see them? What's available? The only thing I could find was disabled tickets for one ones here in the UK and I'm not disabled so that wouldn't that wouldn't work. Mm. Then Vienna had tickets but they were the really, really expensive ones, the 300 apiece. I love them. I love their music, but that's a lot of money. We're all on budgets here, right? Yep, we're all on budgets here. Yeah. I thought, well, this isn't going to happen. And then it turned out a buddy of my, of both of my sisters, we, we call him Boris, he happened to have extra tickets, and I bought one from him. And, and so this past weekend... I drove down to to Cambridge, and then on to London, and I saw them in the Olympic Stadium. So in the Olympic Park, uh, and it is a huge venue. Yeah, you, this is actually you know the how first. Many they hold? Yeah, actually, this is the first concert it's actually had. Now the capacity is eighty thousand. What? Oh my God! Wow. And so. Then that stadium is being taken over by a, a football club, or a soccer for the U.S. listeners, uh-huh. and they are reconfiguring it to 60,000 for the start of the next season in August. But right now, as far as I understand it, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it's still sat at the Olympic capacity. So it's like 80,000 is its capacity. And then you have the the floor as well. Yeah. Crazy. So, Where were you? Were you general? I think I saw pictures. You were general admission on the floor standing, right? Yes. Okay. So okay. general admission on the floor standing. One segment behind where the stage was was obviously not used. So you're talking maybe 15,000? I'm going to okay. guess. I'm, I'm going to guess 15,000 seats unused, uh, but everywhere else was full, and then there's the floor, and there's probably 
uh, thousands on the floor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wow. literally thousands. I was I was initially fairly near the back. The back part was kind of empty because that's where all the like the beer vendors and the uh-huh. merch vendor or some merch vendors were set up. So some of that area was fairly quiet. The the rest of it was was packed. I mean, okay. it was to the gills. So I'm gonna so I'm gonna they... guess. Oh, go ahead. So I'm going to guess, hmm, initially I'd thought 30 to 40,000, but I'm going to guess, I, I, I'm saying probably closer to 50 to 60,000. Wow, jeez. Man. So, okay, so we gotta we got to cover the Axel-isms that are potential in this show. First of all, did it start on time? It actually started a couple of minutes early. Uh, right as we got through, uh, 
uh, getting our, our tickets checked and and then starting to strap on the wristband that allowed us onto the floor. Between 8.10 and 8.15, you could hear them. They were firing up. So they were yeah. like three minutes early okay. ahead of published schedule. Okay, so they, they were on time. Okay. Now, I think I read that this was, if not the first, one of the first shows that Axel was able to do not sitting down because he had broken his foot or something right before. So was he up and mobile for the show? Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, okay. So he'd actually, in April, he'd broken his, his foot in L.A. Okay. And so he'd been borrowing uh, Dave Grohl's chair. Yeah, that's what I read. <laughs> I think he did that for the Coachella shows and stuff. Okay, good. Well, so now, is he, uh, does he seem... How's his voice? And like, is he kind of hobbled, or is he really giving it his all? Let me, let me. Uh, I mean, here's 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 my take on this. Actually, you know, Guns N' Roses. I haven't seen them live in person, other than stuff on, say, YouTube. But the things that I've seen on the internet, Guns N' Roses, him singing their stuff. He actually sung ACDC stuff better. What? Really? Yeah. That's a bold statement to make. Wow. So you liked him singing these ACDC songs. Do you think you liked it better than you would have liked it had Brian still been there? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's different. Okay. I mean, Brian has this really sort of gravelly voice that is really, uh-huh. really suited to the, a lot of the ACDC songs. Well, he's not Bon Scott, the original guy. And there are people that don't like Brian, but in my opinion, he's quite well suited. I don't know if you've if you've ever actually watched it, but the River Plate concert in Buenos Aires. I have the digital version of that, okay. and it is it's, it's, it's great. on Saturday night, I was able to take a a few videos and, and get a couple of songs that, that I really liked. And there was a few that I'd, I'd wanted to get, as well as the ones that I already did get and forgot to. <laughs> but right. uh, for me, the, the big one, my personal favorite, Highway to Hell. He just knocked it out of the park.
there's a couple ways to view this, right? I mean, some people, it's either, either people are going to be of the mind that Axel is coming in and he's sullying ACDC, and this is not what I bought tickets for, and this is not what I want to see, and I demand a, a refund and go and stomp away angry. Or there's, a, there's another way to view it, which is like the merging of two rock icons in a truthfully more unique experience. I'm not saying it's a better experience, but millions of people have been able to say they've seen ACDC. Not that many people have been able to say they've seen ACDC fronted by Axel. So you were along for the ride, it sounds like. You were embracing the experience that it would be different, and that was okay with you. Yeah, I knew it would be different. I mean, like like I said, Axel's voice is different to Brian Johnson's. There's just no two ways you can say anything different. It's it's a it's a different sound. Yeah. But he does really really well. I mean, you you think yeah. how long he's actually been with the band? He's been with the band since early April. Yeah. And he does just a phenomenal job of right. some of the old classics, Whole Lotta Rosie. You know, you shook me all night long. Yeah. And he can obviously hit all the high notes. Yeah. So. Some of them, you know, you know, there was uh, a couple of them where, you know, he probably didn't sing as strong as Brian would have done. But uh, They're both old for, men. I mean, you know, Axel's in his 50s, Brian's in his 60s, almost 70s. They can't hit all those notes like they used to. But as long as they sound competent and professional, I'm okay with that. And it sounds like Axel did his best. Was there a lot, was there much stage banter? Like, did he say anything during the show, or did he address the fact that he probably wasn't what people wanted to see, but he was, did he seem humble or anything, or did he just sing and not really talk? Well, he talked some. I mean, if you look at the set list, the third song on the set list is Hell Ain't a Bad Place to Be. Uh-huh. Now, to give you some background, England, particularly the south of England, the whole week leading up to the concert had pouring rain, cold, yeah. and while me here in Scotland, glorious sunshine, warm every day for like, huh. it's and it's been that way for two weeks straight. That's got to yeah. be a record. But uh, so leading up to the concert, the weather down near London, awful. Yeah. And the day of the concert, it, it was dry. It was it wasn't warm, but it wasn't cold. He was talking about the weather and saying how some people thought it was a terrible place to be, but he he said he thought it wasn't a bad place to be. He yeah. thought it was okay. One of the things he talked about, you shook me all night long before beforehand. He he, he talked about the now we know what the the Buckingham Palace guards get up to at, at night. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all wondered that. Okay. Yep. All right. Cool. Now, I uh, I have never seen ACDC in concert. I ha- I should come clean, actually. I have never been that big of an ACDC fan until recently. To me, they were always one of those bands that you heard one song, you heard them all. Uh-huh. Until a couple of years ago, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts. It's called the Decibel Geek Podcast. And they mostly they talk a lot about Kiss, but they also talk about many other hard rock and heavy metal bands and they did one on ACDC and I thought maybe this will be the trick maybe if I listen to this maybe it will really convert me and show me other shades of the band and sure enough it did
I realized is that even if all the songs sound the same, which they don't, that's a great song. So who wouldn't want hundreds more of a great song, you know? And so it finally occurred to me, I've been wrong about this all this time. So I'm kind of trying to make up for it now. And they were here in Denver, and I was going to go. And the same week, I believe Black Sabbath was here. And it was one of these dumb things where do I do both? Do I do one or the other? Which one should I do? And then I didn't, I was so indecisive, I didn't end up doing either of them, knowing full well that they would probably be my last chances. And I regret it so much. And probably two days later, Brian was, I think, kicked out of the band. I will regret that forever that I didn't go and see potentially one of the last shows they'll ever do, probably. So anyway, that was a long way of saying, I don't even know, like, does Angus, I know this is basically Angus's band, does he banter at all with the, with the crowd? Does he just play the guitar? I know he moons everyone. What does he do when you see ACDC in concert? Well, he actually just really just plays the guitar. I mean, they do give him some time on his own for guitar solos, and they have him okay. up on a on a pedestal, and you you know they have the big screen, so you can you can see all that, and they have him on uh, on a platform up on top of the big huge stack of amps. And, okay. But uh, all the all the banter usually seems to be done by the by the singer. Okay. Okay, I didn't know if Angus did any talking. Okay. But the interesting thing with Brian, and that's that's one thing that uh, a lot of people think was he was he was kicked out. Mm. And it was actually in consultation with with his bandmates and the doctors that he has to basically call it quits for touring yeah. for for the foreseeable future. You think that I, you're buying that? I'm not sure. I've thought a lot about this, and at first it sounded like an excuse. It sounded like he was getting kicked out, and this is what they're going to blame it on, is the hearing. But the more I think about it, but then it's like, well, Brian seems like such a nice guy, and I don't, what could the tension possibly be? I have no idea. So I'm really torn. I'm not sure what I'm buying these days and what I believe the real reason might be. But you think it's legit. Yeah. Now, if you read the article on the concert that I actually went to, there's a link to another article in NME that mm. talks about Brian actually visiting with a particular specialist who's done some work in this area, and they're trying to shrink the size of the technology so that it could fit into ears, but it basically allows people to hear significantly better. Mm. Okay. And it allows them to hear, and that's one of the things Brian was was talking about in the interview that that he had trouble hearing the guitars. He it was affecting his ability to actually sing the songs correctly. Hmm. So I think if yeah. there's if there's if anybody's got footage of concerts earlier on in the tour or from a previous tour, we'll probably see some kind of difference in yeah. terms of, say, compared to the River Plate concert. Okay. Yeah, well, I hope you're right. He seems like such a good guy. I hope there's nothing weird going on. If you look at that enemy article, it actually it talks about him, uh, if this technology works out, being able to, at some point, return to, return to touring wow. with the band. Okay. Well, let's hope. Yeah. I hope so. 
the article that I was reading, I just Googled something, and I guess the Sydney Morning Herald uh-huh. of Sydney, Australia, they were showing some, I guess, I guess Slash and Duff from Guns N' Roses were both at that show. Yeah, and they, they both, were. Really? And, so, and they both tweeted out huge praise and support of Axel's performance, which yeah. I guess... You know, what else are they going to, on the one hand, what else are they going to do right now because they're all supposedly a band together and they need, again, and they need to, you know, put on a front that they love each other and they're all buddy-buddy. Maybe they really are. I don't know. But I thought that was a pretty good vote of confidence, you know. The Duff and Slash happen to be there and are saying good things about it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because, as as you know, that whole band's had problems in the past. Yeah, and a lot of the, I mean, this particular article was sharing all these quotes and tweets from people who were, you know, if you got your refund, I feel sorry for you because you missed out. So sounds like a big night. What were the, what was like, what were the highlights? Give me a couple of songs that really knocked you out. I'm a big Thunderstruck guy. So oh. I don't know, like, was that above and beyond? What really knocked you out? It was, it was good. Shoot to Thrill wasn't, he was a bit weaker on that than... Brian would have been. Back in black, he did pretty good. Dirty Deeds done that cheap. He did really, really good. And I'm wishing that I'd recorded that. Hell's Bells, he did quite good. Okay. Giving the Dog a Bone was quite good. If You Want Blood, You Got It was also very, very good. Good. Okay. Uh, Whole Lotta Rosie. Uh, he talked about Whole Lotta Rosie, and it's it's the first song, ACDC song, he ever heard. Axel uh, said that? First, yeah. Huh. And it's the first one he'd ever sung also. Oh, wow. That's cool. Okay. And obviously, uh, Highway to Hell was just phenomenal. Of course. And have that videoed, and I took the video and I piped it through my uh, vehicle sound system. And I put it up, and as soon as the drums started kicking in, you could feel the door start shaking. Oh, <laughs> nice. Nice. That's the best. Cool. Okay. Well, and they, I think you said they played for like two hours and ten minutes. So yeah. you felt like you got the full, you felt like you got your money's worth. Is what I'm asking. Oh, absolutely. Like, okay. Good. Okay. I mean, I guess the moral of the story here is that if there's anyone out there who is on the fence about whether to see ACDC, if that's even still an option, or whether to buy into the hype or decide how you feel about all this, you are very pro- Axel in ACDC, this iteration is go is is good, and you you say do it, you say see them, you say buy into it. You're okay with it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, okay. I'll give you an example. the The London concert was the one I saw. The next leg of the tour is Manchester, uh, and as far as I understand, somewhere in the region of seven thousand seats have been refunded. Which is a, a fair amount, uh-huh. but when the stadium can take fifty, sixty thousand, yeah, seven thousand is not going to be too much, especially given yeah. there's a floor. But you know there will be people that that were wanting to see that that couldn't get tickets because it was sold out. Yeah. But I'm sure we'll quite happily take those up. Yeah, I would think so too. Yeah, it doesn't sound like they're playing to smaller audiences through all of no. this. Maybe different um, audiences, but people are still coming out. If you look at the the video that I I shot for Highway to Hell, 
the place is buzzing. Yeah. The place is absolutely jumping. And um, you get, I'm going to say, 50,000. 50,000 people yeah. all singing that chorus, and it, the place is absolutely jumping. And, cool. you know, Axel, as little time as he's had in the band, he did a great job. Good. And I think, okay. given time, he's going to do better. I wonder how long this will go. You know what I mean? I don't know if he's just going to be on... Who knows what he is doing at any point in his career, but, I mean, he's committed to ACDC for the time being and whatever Guns N' Roses is going to do. Who knows where he goes from here? It would seem really stupid of him to go back into hibernation after all this. I mean, these are like two extremely high-profile things, and apparently he's doing really well. I mean, most of the reports back from both GNR and ACDC is that it sounds great. So you would hope that he could turn a corner and just be on his better behavior and keep providing good music out there. But who knows? I really hope uh, so. I can, I can tell you, if, you know, once they finish the European leg of the tour, there, I think there was 10 shows in, in the States that got cancelled because of the issue with Brian. Later on in the summer, I think Axel has a uh, something going on with Guns N' Roses. And then after that is, is completed... They'll go back and they'll they'll do those other ten shows that are still outstanding from the yeah, U.S. leg of the tour. Man, I might have to find a way to get to one of those. All right. Well, any final thoughts? Any last opinions or critiques or praise that you want to leave us with? The only thing I could think of, a couple of the songs were a little bit weaker than they would have been with with Brian in the in the game. But like I said, he's only been with the band couple of months, so uh-huh. you know I'm not gonna really not gonna uh, judge him on that. Yeah. I think the performance that I saw overall was excellent, and I, I highly recommend. And they are a great rock and roll band. They are just yeah. phenomenal. They put on a good show, and it's good music. When did you see them again? What was the date? It was the fourth of June. Fourth of June. Okay. So almost a week ago. Okay. Last, what would that be? Last Saturday. Yeah. The next night, I, here in Denver, went and saw Howard Jones, OMD, and the Bare Naked Ladies. So we had very different concert experiences this last weekend, but still fun. Yeah, absolutely. And had I thought about it, I would have seen Coldplay last night in, in, in Glasgow. Really? Yeah. So there was 55,000 at that one. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Wow. And then... I saw them pretty early on. In fact, I saw them in Berkeley, California, just as their second album came out. And I remember at the time... I can't remember the name of the venue. I should know. It's a big outdoor Greek theater or something. I'm blanking on it. Anyway, at the time, he took a picture and said, this is the biggest crowd we've ever played to. And that was nothing compared to what he's what they've done since. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So they've come a long way. That was how long? 13, 14 years ago? Anyway. Oh, Their latest album's been getting quite a lot of airplay over the last several months here. Oh, interesting. I think they've uh-huh. fallen, kind of fallen off over here a little bit. To give you uh, an idea of how pleased I am with the ACDC concert that I, I saw... Even though it doesn't have Brian in it, which is who I was really hoping to see, but I'm I'm happy with with Axel as the front man. 
I'm still, even at this point, tempted to go grab a ticket for the Manchester gig and go. Oh, you should. You should. That'd be fun. Oh, man. I'm so jealous. I blew it. I could have seen him, and I didn't, and I'm just kicking myself. Anyway. Well, thanks, Jan. It's good to catch up with you, man. It's been a long time. I know. And thanks for everything you do. I love you a lot. I'm so glad we get to do this thing together. It's It's been phenomenal. It's been it's been great fun. I love, love the music. I don't know how many people have bought any of the stuff we've put out there, but I know, you know, from from doing some of the things, I'm gonna plug it. You know, I I I, I don't normally, but you know, I I've bought. <laughs> let's see. Oh, I've bought King Swamp. I've bought. Oh, just a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. I know, I buy a lot of it, too. I really loved Deep Blue Something's new EP that came out, I think, last year, late last year. It's only five songs, but they're amazing. How about that? Right on, buddy. I'll uh, talk to you later, okay? Okay.
Fire!